Pittsburgh Steeler fans, we are back with you once again. The dynamic duo of Behind the Steel Curtain co-editor Dave Schofield and the podcast producer Brian Anthony Davis talking about the Steelers, not the 53-man roster this time, although we have some stuff to talk about with that. We are talking about the newly signed practice squad. Brian Anthony Davis, who's bad? How are you doing? Bad? You know what? (laughs) This guy's bad, but he's feeling good. And here's the reason. This team has taken shape. I can't wait. And, you know, definitely, I'm going to give a plug now. Check out Let's Ride Tomorrow with Jeff Hartman coming out at 5 a.m. in the morning. Even though it's a holiday, Jeff's working. He's working hard. You and I are working hard. Our entire BehindTheSteelCurtain.com team is working hard because – getting all this stuff out instantly to you and really getting it out there. So this is great. So check out Jeff's show tomorrow. And the reason I'm bringing it up now is because the title is, are the Steelers in perfect position for 2020? And I think today being Sunday, September 6th, they put themselves in excellent position and added some great depth. And this practice squad is huge because you're going to see some of these names wearing black and gold on Sundays and it's unprecedented because they have what 16 to the list. I think they have 14 right now. 14 right now. Yeah. We'll get to that. They have 14. Now. I think, I think I know what's going on there at least for part of it. So we'll, we'll get that. And we Um, want that projection from you too, Dave. Okay. Well, I'll I'll, I'll see. Yeah. I have, I have some, some, I, I have one that I'm fairly certain of and then something else that I have an idea of. So here we are before we get to this practice squad, First of all, I want to give a shout out to the guys in the future. Uh, we got both of our uh, both of our mates in the live chat from uh, Touchdown Under. Uh, the Steelers future boys. Touchdown Under, sorry. Yep. Um, so we're, we're talking, it's like quarter after eight in the morning, down, you know, down under, I think. They're, so they're catching this early on a Monday morning. Just had to give a shout out to them. If you didn't catch their podcast, make sure you, you check it out from Saturday. Um Let's talk before we get into the practice squad. The Steelers made two roster moves today before the practice squad. They had a waiver claim and they had a free agent signing. And these players are not, these should be very familiar names. They are not new to the Pittsburgh Steelers. They're just new to the 2020 Pittsburgh Steelers. So which one would you like to talk about first there, Bad? Well, let me just tell you this. I was excited because I got one of my jerseys back. Mm-hmm. But the other <laughs> signing ruined one of my jerseys. So let's just put it that way. It's a wash. When I look about look at it, I don't care about my jerseys. This strengthens yeah. the team as well. So the guy I want to talk about first, we were so excited yesterday because my son Carlos Davis made the 53-man roster. Well, my other son, <laughs> Sean Davis, from University of Maryland. He's Do back. I live in Maryland? Mm-hmm. I might not live in Nebraska, but I live in Maryland. <laughs> no. so, um, so Sean Davis is back, and I love that. Well, we we talked about both of these moves yesterday. We'll go yes. ahead and mention the other one. That the other the Steelers made a waiver claim, and they claimed Joshua Dobbs, quarterback, um, who was released by Jacksonville. Sean Davis was was released by the Washington Football Team, 
And both of these players are now found their way back to Pittsburgh. We mentioned this yesterday. I wrote it in an article this morning. I had an article out there that was five moves the Steelers could make before week one that pertained to their roster. Very good. One of them was bringing back some familiar faces. Those were two that I specifically mentioned, and then I listed a few other names, and that's the two that they did. So before you go on, yeah. if it no, I'm not going court, on. I'm, I'm I'm rolling it back to you. If it pleases the court, Mister Schofield, yeah. I would like to ask you a question. Sure, because we all love to take credit for our predictions. Yeah, we, we have we have we our Slack channel. Yeah, we definitely have a Slack channel, and we go back and forth with the staff. We get all of the information, and it was running like a fine tuned machine today. Oh yeah, but I was looking down and like Dave. Mr. Schofield, if it pleases the court, I'm going to ask that again. Did you not take credit for your article, but not the not our podcast yesterday? I liked I liked what you said. I <laughs> when you did it, but yes, honestly, I couldn't remember who said what yesterday. Um, well, we, we did it so if much, it was yeah. both you. <laughs> yeah, we both were rolling so much, but yes, we thought these are some good depth pieces. Now. Some people are like, oh, Sean Davis, blah, blah, blah. Remember, yes, he was a second-round pick of the Steelers. The reason Sean Davis moved on was he still wanted to be a starting NFL safety. So he went out there. He took that shot. It didn't work out. Some people are like, oh, well, maybe he's just not good enough. Or maybe it wasn't the right fit. He went to his hometown team. Things didn't work out there. I know some people were, could be critical because of because he didn't win the job. But now he's coming back to Pittsburgh because, okay, you want to be a starter. You're not going to be a starter. You get released. Your old team wants you back to be like, hey, you're going to be a key backup. He's right. And then there he is. I, I, I liked Sean Davis as a safety. There was sometimes that you're, you're like, ah, love Sean Davis as a backup safety. Absolutely love it. I mean, that is quality depth right there. Excellent. And that great point, Dave. And here's the reason why everybody, you cannot say a bad thing about the next man that I'm going to bring up here. Mm -hmm. Charlie batch. Everybody loves Charlie batch in Pittsburgh. The guy had a career record of six and three, but he, in those 15 years, he was the best backup. The Steelers have ever had. He was fantastic. When he came into play, you weren't like, Oh man, I'm so happy that he's playing over Ben Roethlisberger. But, you're like, oh, man, I'm glad we have him because Ben Roethlisberger's out. And the reason you were happy about it, because for four years, he was the starter in Detroit. For about two and a half years, Sean Davis was the starter in Pittsburgh. He was not amazing. He was not a Pro Bowl player. But he was solid back there. He had and some when rough, he went down had last some rough year, patches, not catching that interception yeah. in 2017. But but he but he made some he made some splash plays too. So he's good depth. Like Ron Chess says, he could play free safety, strong safety. So if something happens to one of those guys, you could fill him in and feel a whole lot better than having Curtis Riley or Jordan Dangerfield starting. We liked Jordan Dangerfield as a special teams guy and possible special teams captain, but you don't want him there as your starting safety right now. Yeah. Curtis Riley, we don't know enough about if he has to, if one of these guys comes into play. If Davis comes in and has to play, that's not ideal, but it's a whole lot more ideal than an yeah. unknown, and you know what you're getting. Yeah. Now, 
let's get rolling into this practice squad. Well, because I know that's what everyone's here. They want to discuss it. They're ready to go. Um, one other quick thing, Davis, we're going to be looking at stuff that who knows how they're going to use him. It might take him a while to, to you know, get him back to speed. Who knows? Don't know if he'll be in there in the sub packages. Uh, my question was, is that going to affect any playing time um, in maybe in like dime for someone like Cam Sutton? We'll see. Maybe, maybe it, you, if you're having problems getting your players on the field because you have so many good players, that's a good problem to have. Let's not worry about having to get in playing time. The other move that some people liked, some people didn't like, was Joshua Dobbs coming back as the third quarterback. Some people would prefer Hodges. Some people said no. Honestly, he when you when you're talking about your third quarterback there, this is what Dobbs brings to the table. You now have a guy on your team that on that during practice when you are going up against let's say the Houston Texans or the Baltimore Ravens or one of the other teams that the Steelers play that has a more mobile quarterback you now have a quarterback that can emulate that player for the team last year the Steelers went out and signed a different quarterback to the practice squad just so they could be the Lamar Jackson in practice the Steelers shouldn't have to do that now he brings that to the table and we'll talk about Hodges here in a little bit Anything you want to say about Dobbs before we roll into this real quick? No, it's it's a, a smart signing. I like Duck, but this is a better move for the team. The team got stronger yeah. in depth with these two guys. Yeah, so let's let's look here. The Steelers have 14 players of their 16-man practice squad. The way it breaks down is this is for is this first. 14 of those players all on their training camp roster. Every one of them. All 14. So these are not people that weren't just with the Steelers on Saturday prior to 4 p.m. So they did eight on offense. No, sorry. I'm already ahead of myself. Seven on offense, six on defense, and one kicker. So let's mention the kicker. Corliss Waitman did get signed to the practice squad. He was the punter in the competition with Jordan Berry. That's still very interesting because the Steelers did bring in another player. to. to they, they brought in Dustin Colquitt. For a workout, um, no news there yet of any kind of signing. Maybe he wants more money. Who knows how that's going to work? Maybe he wasn't up to what they thought they already had with Barry. But they have Waitman there. I did not think that Waitman was also a place kicker, but there were some people that said that did bring up the, the notion that he could also fill in in a pinch as place kicker. Punter is not usually a, um, you know, any kind of kicker is not usually a player you keep on the practice squad. But this is 2020. You know, we're in the midst of a global pandemic. This is a, oh, no, we have a problem COVID-wise with one of our kickers going into the game. We already have someone who's in through the COVID protocol and ready to go. Do you see that any more than that? You know what? I think that you hit it right on the head. That is a great way to explain this. So that's the kicker. Let's. You want to you roll offense first? Yeah, let's roll okay. with O. I'm, I'm going to just go, you know, player in position. I'm going to read them all, and then we're going to give our thoughts as to some of them there. One running back, that's surprising, in Trey Edmonds, three offensive tackles in Derwin Gray, Anthony Coyle, and Jaron Jones. Is it Jaron or Jaron? I think it's Jaron. Okay. Um, a tight end, Kevin Rader, and two wide receivers in Deion Kane and Amara Darbo. That's the offensive players in the practice squad. Brian, what jumps out at you first? The first thing that jumps out at me is no Kareth White. 
that's what jumps out. I do not know if he's signed anywhere else yet, Dave. Mm -hmm. Uh, He possibly may have by the time that this has uh, aired or by the time that you're listening to this. But Kareth White, I kind of thought they'd bring him along. But we talked about that yesterday um, in the speed of who they've kept, like Ray Ray McLeod, Mm -hmm. kind of made him expendable. So Trey Edmonds on there as a running back, you know, I know his brother's on the team. That's not why he's here because if it was because of relationships, Ryan Switzer could still be here. That's the other well, guy. Ryan Switzer is not on this list. And that was reported before the, before this came out that he was not going to be back in Pittsburgh, although we don't know why. So go ahead. But you look at Trey Edmonds and he's safe. He can play special teams. He could be up in a pinch. He knows the system. He has started, not started, but he has played quite a bit. I remember in that Colts game, you've seen him a lot. So yeah. you know it's uh, he's safe. They could, they could bring him up, and he's reliable for this team. When I look at the wide receivers, I'm seeing the same thing. Amara Darbo was here for a couple games. Deion Kane played a lot last year. So these guys could step in just like that. And they are, they were NFL quality players last year because they played on an NFL roster, especially Kane. So those are safe guys to put on the practice squad. There's not anonymous guys, many anonymous guys on this practice squad, Dave. Yeah. Yes. And it's, it's interesting because I correctly picked the wide receivers and the tight end when I projected the, the, that I had Edmonds and white, Say there was no white or Smallwood. I think Smallwood was just too banged up through training camp to, for the Steelers to do much with him. I would think so. My thought with Edmonds is you got to remember last year, he also played a little bit of fullback at times whenever they wanted to try to use one when Rosie Nix was out hurt. So that's probably why he's a better option there because he's gives you something else in case something happens. That's yes. just my opinion. He and, and Edmonds started on the practice squad last year. He's back on in a familiar spot. This is where he started with the Steelers practice squad to start 2019 and then ended up getting promoted. So what so anything else there? I mean, it, I I actually had the Steelers keeping Derwin Gray on the roster and having Hassenauer on the practice squad. Cause right now the Steelers have more centers than tackles on on their roster on their active roster but they have three tackles on the practice squad and no other interior linemen so so what did although, you say I'll, yesterday I'll, although we're not really sure what during what gray because i think he has more um, position flexibility so what was that brian we had a podcast uh btsc uh meeting yesterday yes and you made a comment about that that 4 p.m on saturday is the deadline for practice squad players to be on the active roster is that what it is? Oh, oh, you mean for 4 p.m.? What's what, what do you mean 4 p.m. Saturday? That was the cut down yesterday. Okay, no, but I'm talking about on game game weekend. Oh, on game weekend. Yes. What would, if you play on Sunday, if you're elevating someone from the practice squad just to elevate them, I'm pretty sure it's 4 p.m. on Saturday. So for the Steelers Monday night game, that should be 4 p.m. Sunday. But if it's a COVID-related issue, that could be bringing somebody up up until 90 minutes before the game. I don't think that they they nix that for non-COVID issue stuff. 
I think it would specifically be if someone goes on the COVID list. That that for that one, you have up until your inactives are ready, where you can make a move. But otherwise, it's 4 p.m. the day before has always been when any final roster move would have to be made, and you can elevate two players. Um, that could then go back, but you don't have to. Wouldn't be shocked if the, if there's going to be a wide receiver elevated week one. That would not surprise me at all because they are only carrying five. Um, anything else there? Kevin Rader, I just expect them to keep a tight end there. I like that. Um, I, I think he's solid. And he was on and off the practice squad last year. When they needed somebody else, they, they got rid of him, and then they brought him right back. He's a local guy. So... Um, Anybody else missing? You know, we mentioned Ryan Switzer. We mentioned no Kareth White or, or or Wendell Smallwood. Other than that, I think they pretty much had their guys there. Saeed yeah. Blacknall, but do you really want to keep a third wide receiver? Um, and plus, they had him in camp and let him go and brought him back. So I, I kind of didn't see that happening either. You know, uh, Deion Kane erases, cancels out Saeed Blacknall. Because of the size. So you have that big guy in waiting too, because Kane is six two. Yeah. And I believe I, I don't know whether Saeed was six two or six three, but kind of cancels that out there. And you have a uh, known commodity in yeah. Deion Kane. You're going like you just said, you're going to see Deion Kane or Amara Darbo on game day. You will see those guys. Um, not the whole year, but it works. Uh, Darren Jones don't know as much about, I was, know he was, he an, was an XFL, XFL guy. So was Coyle. And, but this is just, these guys are seasoned. So this is a seasoned practice squad for the most part. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm, I'm happy with what they have. I, you could see, I think you're going to see at least one more offensive and maybe, maybe two of there's of, of players to when they fill it out up and I expect them to fill it up tomorrow by practice time, you know, the Steelers got a bonus practice tomorrow because they play on Monday. So that's very, very helpful. Um, I think, I, th- I don't know. I think I'm ready to roll into defense. Anything else you want to say there about that? Nope. Let's take um, a pause and then go to defense. Yeah. So, um, so, so, so do we want to go ahead and break this, or t- take a, t- take a quick break here? No, just enough. For oh, me okay. To- I wasn't sure. I thought we were just rolling.